Welcome. My name is Caleb, and you are listening to the Vitamin C Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode. I wanted to kick off the Halloween season right. And so this month I'm talking all about slasher movies. And first and foremost, I'm talking about the Scream franchise, which in my opinion is the most consistent and overall quality out of all slasher franchises. And because it would be boring to hear me talk all about this franchise all over again, because I've done it a couple times now, I decided to bring on my good friend Jed, who, like me, is newer to the Scream fandom, but who loves these movies just like I do. And we had a really fun conversation about it, as you're going to hear very shortly. But I do want to make a note that the sound quality is not the usual level of quality, and that is due to a number of technical issues that we had while recording, mostly due to my own microphone There are certain things that I'm going to get fixed for sure, but it made the overall quality not great in the recording. So just keep that in mind. It's not the best quality, but I think we had a really fun conversation. And Jed, for those who don't know, is a very good friend of mine. We have known each other for many, many years, and it's always a ton of fun to hang out with him and talk movies. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did. Hey, Jed. Welcome. What's up, dude? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So, okay. So as I was saying uh, in the little intro here, uh, Jed recently watched through all of these Scream movies a few months ago, something like that. Yeah, it was like four or five months ago. And I have wanted to rewatch them probably every week since, but I didn't want to overdo it before Halloween came. So right about to rewatch them all again. I've had the strong urge to rewatch them because right now I'm watching through all of the slashers for the month and a lot of these suck really, really bad. (laughs) And the Scream franchise is different though because there's only like one that you could even argue was bad. Mm -hmm. And even that one, I would take over 90% of slashers in the other franchises. Like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty high on the Scream franchise. I didn't get into it until Scream 5 came out last year. Uh, for you, it was when Scream 6 came out around that time. Yeah, right? yeah. When I watched it a few months ago, it was the first time I've watched any of them. So, yeah. We both are kind of newer to the Scream franchise, but now we, we both kind of love it. It's oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's the best. So, um, but Jed, you kind of had your own system uh, for how you ranked these movies, and we're kind of going to base this episode off of that. So, if you could just explain. You had the categories that you had for each of these uh, of how you rank the screen movies, then you have your overall ranking. So uh, if you just tell us a bit about each one, and then we're going to go through uh, our rankings of each category, and then our overall rankings at the end is how we'll tie it up. Absolutely. Okay, um, I would feel bad if I didn't say this first, though. I got the idea from a good friend, Ryan Carr, a good friend of both of ours. Um, Ryan, so, Ryan's going to be on, by the way, not to step on your line or anything, but Ryan's going to be on the podcast uh, later this month to talk about the Halloween movies. So that's... Uh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah was, continue. It, it was yeah, a great Ryan's idea. He, he's a huge fan of the Scream franchise, and so my wife and I visited him um, a few months ago, and he every night we watched a Scream movie, and then the last night we were there, we re-watched the first Scream movie to really just cap it all off. And uh, yeah, so he had this idea that we would rank them all in these different ways. Um, so we rank all the movies by their storyline, by the motives behind uh, the villain or ghost face. Then we rank them by the ghost face themselves, so how much we liked uh, the villain. And then we also rank them by the first kill of every movie, because if you haven't seen the Scream movies, one of the iconic uh, parts of the franchise is that every movie opens with a really big first kill. And uh, so that's another way that we ranked them. Sweet. So which one, how about this? How about we'll start with the first kill uh, we'll have our rankings for that. And by the way, if this has not already been stated, this is going to be just jam-packed with spoilers. <laughs> like, if you have not seen the Scream movies and you're interested in seeing them, 
then maybe just tune out unless you don't care about spoilers. But for a franchise like this, it's like partially, they're partially mystery movies because that's kind of what's unique is that Ghostface is a different character and uh, it's a different person behind the mask in every single movie. It's not like Halloween where it's always Michael Myers except for Halloween ends, they gave some other doofus the mask for like <laughs> five minutes of the movie and he sucks so much ass at being Michael Myers. They gave the mask back to Michael Myers uh, for the third act. No, so... Uh, this one is every single movie there's a different ghost face killer and it's always somebody that's in the friend group or a possible family member and so that's always a big twist so this is a franchise where if there's anyone that you wouldn't want spoiled it would be this one amongst all slashers so just putting that out there right now we're gonna spoil the crap out of this because we're talking in great detail um, but yeah so we're gonna talk about the first kills uh, first so first We'll just say our rankings and then kind of justify our rankings uh, once we do that. So uh, do you want to start off with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was wondering if I was going to have to tiptoe around some of this. Yeah, but... yeah. Not for this one. Not for this one. Okay, perfect. So my first kill rankings list, my favorite was, or should, should I start at favorite or build up to favorite? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, just go favorite, favorite to least favorite. Okay, favorite first kill was Scream, the original, the opening of this iconic franchise, and it uh, will justify it later. But yeah, so my favorite was the very first movie. Second favorite was Scream 6, the most recent, actually. Then I had Scream, um, which was the fifth movie. Then Scream 4, Scream 2, and my least favorite was Scream 3. Okay, cool. So mine, I actually have Scream 2 at the very top. Mm. Um, and then I have the OG Scream, uh, second place. And then I have Scream 6. And then after that, uh, Scream 4. Then Scream 3. And then Scream 5. We'll just call it Scream 5. It's Scream 5. Yeah, uh, yeah Scream 5 is last for me. Um, and so now we'll kind of talk about why. So the reason Scream 5 is last for me is because it's... It, the the whole scene is great. It's kind of like the first movie, but the twist in this is that she doesn't die, and that's mm -hmm. kind of a big issue that I have with both five and six, which we'll talk more about. But yeah, that's uh, that's the reason that I have five last is because it's a first kill, but she doesn't die, so it's not really a first kill. It's like the first yeah. stab. Yeah, it's controversial and, to have that high up, I think. But yeah, yeah. So like, I love the scene. It's really well done. It, like the tension's great. But because she doesn't die, I have it at my very uh, lowest. And then Scream 3, uh, I have up there just... I think Scream 3, I just dislike the movie the most out of all of them. It's like the most like mediocre of the bunch, so I just have that ranked low. Even though the scene itself is okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty good scene uh, because it's uh, Cotton Weary, who's played by Liv Schreiber. Uh, it's him and his girlfriend that get killed. And he is actually the only one that fights back in the opening scene amongst all of the first kills. So that's something I like. Uh, Scream 4 is super meta because there are like three first kills. Uh, it's like somebody watching... Oh, you see a first kill, and then it cuts to somebody that's watching the first kill, and then I think they kill the person next to them, uh -huh. and then it cuts to somebody else watching that kill <laughs> because these movies are super meta. There's like commentary and it like makes fun of other slashes a little bit, but... There is this franchise that exists within it uh, called the Stab franchise, and they're basically movies that are based off of the events of the first film. Uh, so that's like a big theme that runs through these movies. And because of that, they did in Scream 4, where it was like the movie was like Stab 5, and they were watching, or I think it was maybe Stab 6, they were watching the opening to Stab 5, something like that. Uh, anyway, yeah, very meta. So very meta, and I, I get a kick out of it. I think it's creative and uh, and it's good. Uh, and then Scream Six, I have pretty high up there. Scream Six has a great opening scene. Uh, it's probably the most violent out of all of them, and there is a twist with that. First, they kill Samara Weaving, who I kind of knew would be the first kill. The second I saw she was in the movie, that and bummed was, me out. Though. She was in like one behind the scenes of it, and yeah, we love her from Ready or Not. Oh yeah. Which, um, yeah, Scream 5 and 6, that's the other thing. A reason this franchise was so good and other franchises' sequels are so bad is because typically with a franchise, the first movie's good and it's usually a acclaimed director and they might do the second movie 
And then all of the sequels after that, they get somebody else to do it. So they had Toby Hooper that did the first two Texas Chainsaw movies. They had John Carpenter who did the first Halloween. Uh, and then Friday the 13th, I don't remember. I don't care. It's not that good. <laughs> but uh, then they got different directors for almost every movie after that. But the unique thing about Scream is that Wes Craven did all of the first four movies. And that's why they maintained a high level of quality. And they had a, the same writer across a few of them as well. And then Scream 5 and 6 were done by the same guys who did Ready or Not. And then they brought Samara Weaving in. And yeah, she is a top 10 screamer of all time. Sounds kind of funny, but she's she's really good at screaming on screen. So uh, her scream when she's getting stabbed is great. But then the guy that kills her also gets killed. And so, I don't know, that's, that was great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then you got the first Scream movie, which it's iconic. Uh, it's, it's great. But then also Scream 2 is really good. And it's partially, I love the bathroom kill. And uh, once you watch, we'll watch Scary Movie together. But uh, once you watch Scary Movie, dude, the bathroom kill in Scary Movie is so funny that when I actually saw it in in, in Scream 2, because I saw Scary Movie before these movies, I was laughing so hard. (laughs) But then the actual idea of it, of the girl getting stabbed in the theater and everybody thinking it's just part of the show, I thought that was kind of awesome. Like yeah. I, I thought it was a, a a great concept where when I went to see Scream 6 in theaters, it was like this fan screening. And I said, what if they did something like this here just to like mess with us? I would leave the theater. <laughs> you know, I like I wouldn't stick around. I would just leave the theater. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's why I have it. I, I think that they're all like pretty good. Uh, even Scream 5 is... It's great. She yeah. just doesn't die. So that's why, yeah. by default, I have it last. But, uh, yeah, yeah. okay, what are your thoughts, though? Yeah, I'll talk about a couple of them as well. Scream 5 uh, was third on my list. And that's just because I felt like, well, first on my list was the original Scream. And I feel like it was so iconic. Like, the first time I was watching it, I actually haven't seen a lot of, like, um, TV shows or, or movies, like, make a play on that on that clip or that, that opening scene. But still, watching that opening scene, it felt like special in a way. It felt like, oh, this seems like I'm watching something iconic, even though I haven't seen it before or like seen parodies of it or anything. And so I just, I loved the very first one. And Scream 5 seemed like it was such a good modern take on it, where it was super similar and modern. Yeah, she doesn't die. I just, I really liked the. <laughs> no, it's I great. The it's great. It is great. Yeah. 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 Um, so that kind of knocks off my first and third one. Scream 6 just looked so cool. Like, the the setting in the big city, where is it? Is it in New York? It's, it's in New York, yeah, yeah. It's in New York, which is taking the Scream franchise from this really small town to New York City and having that setting with everything. It just, I loved it. Um, I liked that there were multiple kills for the first kill. And uh, the thing about this one is that the first kill right after um, she gets killed, I forget the act- actress's name, what was it? Uh, Samara Weaving? Yeah. 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 After she gets killed, Ghostface takes off his mask, which is something that has never happened early on in the movie ever. It's always the big reveal. And so it's really like, it leaves you questioning, like, this can't be the Ghostface. Like, why would they show us at the very beginning? And then you very quickly find out in the next couple minutes that he's actually the real first kill. No, yeah, because I remember seeing it in theaters, and I did the Scooby-Doo, like, <laughs> and I was like, no way. Gross I was like, thinking, like, wait, are they really going to do that right away? Yeah. And uh, I... Because the thing is, that immediately, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm on board with this. And then he gets killed. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm back on board. Yeah, exactly. They almost make you question, like, where is this movie going? Are they taking a really different, like, uh, approach to this? And then he just gets absolutely, like, butchered. Just murked. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets <laughs> destroyed yeah. in his own apartment. And it also helps. Okay, so it's Tony Revlori or something is the actor. He's in the Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand him in those movies. <laughs> so I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, but it's cool because uh, just the whole setup. He has a bunch of masks in his apartment. Like he he himself like looks up to Ghostface, doesn't he? Like the previous Ghostface. Yeah. Um, and so that that was really fun for me. And then the reason Scream Three is at the bottom is I don't I I'll reevaluate upon rewatch. But the first time it was the most bored I've been in in the opening kill. Like they they introduced some new cool concepts. Yeah, he fought back. To me. The whole scene itself, like, I think it's in his study at home or something like that where it ends up happening. Yeah. Um, and it just was bland. It just, it felt well, bland to me. Part of it, too, is that usually it's with characters that you aren't familiar with. 
It's a brand new character on yeah. screen. And this is a character that had been in the previous movies that you don't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, yeah. you know, it, it's it's one thing if it's a complete stranger. You're like, oh, no, I hope she doesn't die. Yeah. Um, it's not but, like it's Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case also, like, uh, I guess Tony Revore is a dude, but usually it's women. And it's like, oh, I want to see I want to see her die. Yeah. And uh, with Tony Revore, I was like, oh, heck yeah. That's why it's so high up there for me. But. Um, yeah, no, that was kind of what it was. Uh, I, I think partially is it's Khan Weary, who is a character that is always just kind of weird. You don't really yeah. care that much about him. Mm-hmm. And so when he dies, it's like, oh no, he died. But, <laughs> oh no, the guy we thought was maybe the ghost face for the last <laughs> yeah, two movies. The guy who's like borderline a predator already. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so next up, so you have story, you have uh, motive, and you have uh, just ghost face. So uh, which one do you want to take on next? Let's do storylines. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you my ranking. So okay. I have the first movie first. Uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's the classic. It's the OG. I, I think it has the best story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream 5 is actually second for me, which is controversial. Um, but, yeah, I like Scream 5 a lot. Uh, part of it is that this is the first movie I saw. Now, having seen all of them, I can see how it took inspiration from the first movie to try and... Uh, re- it's almost like if you were to watch A New Hope and The Force Awakens. Mm. Where they're similar uh, in story structure with some newer, different elements and all that. But largely, it's a good building block. This was kind of their uh, soft reboot of the franchise. Or uh, it was a requel. Half reboot, half sequel. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like Scream 5 a lot. Uh, And then there is Scream 2 would be next up for me. Uh, After that, Scream 4. Which is one I love, but it's you know it's still lower for a story for me. And then uh, Scream Six after that, uh, I'm just uh, I'm kind of low on Scream Six, which is surprising. Like most Scream fans, it's literally like they got Scream One, Two, and Six in their top three. Hmm. It's lower for me. Yeah. Um, and then Scream Three is the bottom. Dude, Scream Three is at the bottom for like everything. <laughs> You're just gonna me. have to get through Scream Three. It's important to know, I guess. I think it's, it's not even. It's not even bad. Like yeah. it's a good slasher. Uh-huh. It's just not as good as the other movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. It's just a little weird. It. it uh, well, we'll talk more about that. So you, you go next. You go yeah, next. yeah. So number one, Scream, original movie. Nice. Yeah. So I agree. good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, I actually did put Scream Six. But I had to do a lot of separating things when I was making these lists. Like motive and storyline, I think, can get really confused along with uh, storyline and ghost faces. But like just the story, like the overall, like start to finish, what I was thinking throughout the movie, how I felt about it. Um, Maybe not how the reveal was done, but like what the reveal meant. Things like that. I I liked it. It was really high up for me. So that was my second favorite. Um, Next, I had Scream 5. Then Scream 4, and actually my second to last was Scream 2, but Scream 2 will make higher appearances as we go through these Okay, lists. okay. Um, because there were things about Scream 2 that I thought were near near the best, but storyline overall, it was just like from start to finish, by the time it ended, I, I felt a little underwhelmed, although there were aspects that, like I said, are going to top a lot of the other movies. And then bottom of nice. my list is Scream 3. <laughs> yeah, 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 same here. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of it with Scream 3 is it does this thing where, uh, and even Wes Craven had talked about where he said that the writer of the movie, because there was a different writer of Scream 3 than the previous two films, and I remember him saying that he didn't think that writer actually got what the Scream franchise was. And, you know, part of me says, yeah, well, you're still directing it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that it didn't have, like, a, as much, like, meta commentary as some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not as meta, but also it kind of adds a new wrinkle, which I think we'll talk more about in the motives. But, yeah, the ghost face that they have, I just, I don't really care for. I think it's adding lore where uh, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like, uh, I feel like they're trying to do too much Agreed. Uh, with that one. So. I feel like if Scream 3, if we had only seen Scream 1 and 2 and then 3 came out right now and I went and saw it in theaters, I'd be concerned for the franchise. Like, oh no, they're like really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But having all of these available in one week for me to watch all of them, like they did a great job at still finding plot lines and things to draw on. But if if I like, if the most recent movie was Scream 3, I would like 
I probably would be a little concerned, like, oh, they they don't have much more to work on here. Well, it's kind of like uh, the Halloween franchise, which I don't want to talk too much about because I'm going to talk about it pretty soon with our friend Ryan. Um, but, yeah, with the Halloween franchise, that was kind of what they did, where it was like, by the second movie, they were already jumping the shark. Because the first movie, it's, oh, there's this boogeyman, and he's just, you know out here killing horny teenagers uh, cool that's fun and it's cool that he's kind of ominous you don't know a, a ton about him and then within like one movie they're like oh he's actually secretly the brother of uh laurie strode the girl he was gonna kill in the third act of this film and then like it just keeps running away with that plot line where it's like oh now he's trying to hunt down the last of the strode kin and it's like okay yeah what are we doing here so uh -huh. i feel like screen three is the only one that does anything remotely close to what halloween had done and that was like the worst thing that could have happened to the halloween franchise yeah and uh and it would have been bad if they kept like trying to tug at different things with uh sydney's life i think where it's oh now and then her mom yeah this espionage agent or something I don't yeah know. They, just, they found a way to continue that in Scream 4 in a way that was so much better than Scream yes, 3. Like they, 100%. It was like a very similar plot line almost, but so much better executed. Everything about it, it was so good. So, I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think that was my whole list. Yeah, no. And so, uh, I, I don't know if we got to talk much more about the story. Because, like, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I like... Uh, I do like Screen 4's story a lot, though, too, because Screen 4, uh, again, kind of modernizes the franchise because there was a decent gap between uh, Screen 3 and 4, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it uh, was 11 years. 11 years, yeah. So there was a, there was a huge gap then, huge gap. And uh, they were able to modernize it, though, and kind of incorporate, even though now if you watch it, you're like, wow, this still feels, like, old. Mm -hmm. It feels 2000s in some ways, but... Um, they did modernize it from what the franchise was. So uh, I do respect that. Not everything worked for me in Scream 4, which is why it's kind of middle of the pack for me. But overall, I do love the movie, as uh, we'll talk more about. So yeah, um, yeah. next up, want to talk about Ghostface? Let's do it. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you first. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, your turn. <laughs> Shut. Would you like me to begin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go, I, I go can go first. It. Okay. Um, yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay. So my favorite, uh, number one overall ghost face, comes from the original Scream. I absolutely love uh, Billy and Stu more than anyone. Stu. Stu's my favorite character in the entire franchise. I loved the comedy mixed with just like psychopath mixed with I just I'm gonna go along for the ride. I felt like his motive mixed with Billy's motive, just like those two characters working dynamically together to be the one ghost face was just so effective for me. It felt iconic the whole time and I just, I loved it. So that's by far my favorite ghost face. Hey, well, and then the, so I don't know if it's a, we could talk about the reveals here too. Like, cause we'll talk about motives in the next one, but like the reveals oh of, of the two yeah. of them, that is great. And, and, uh, cause it's Matthew Lillard who plays Stu, who's Shaggy Rogers and Scooby-Doo, the mm -hmm. live action movies. But I love Matthew Lillard and he is so funny. Like, yeah. I mean, you were saying, absolutely he's so funny. hilarious. And, uh, like he also has spit flying everywhere when he's talking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. So that, that's great. But anyway, well, including with the reveal, including with the reveal, I think in a way before you find out he's Ghostface along with Billy throughout the movie, he's hilarious. The way he talks to the other characters that he's going to help kill is so funny that you're like, okay, this guy, there's no way this guy's the killer. He's just a, the, the jag off in the group. He's, he's like the me of the friend group. Like <laughs> yeah. when, when I watch him, I'm like, yeah, this would be me. Like he's making jokes about people dying and stuff. And everyone's like, yeah. hey, you shouldn't joke about that. I'm like, dude, that's me in every yeah. situation. Like and this guy lives to make a joke on anything he can. And then when he turned, then when she asks him, oh, I guess we'll get to that in motive, but his whole line where he's like, peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So, so anyway, yeah. So good. And the way that you, you are like, pretty well convinced that Billy is dead before he's revealed as Ghostface. Like, like watching that, I was like, oh, well, it can't be Billy. I kind of had an assumption maybe it was him the whole time, which I think was intentional. And then you see him get killed 
by Ghostface, which is Stu, and so you don't know at that point that there's two. So the whole execution of it, and then Billy coming back after you think he's dead, I, I thought it was so good. Yeah. Like, my favorite Ghostface is by far. Next, um, actually Scream 6. It's very high up there for me. Not necessarily the characters themselves, but the way that Ghostface was portrayed the whole time. So it's not always just who Ghostface was for me, but w what Ghostface did, how scary they were, and the scenes that Ghostface was grap like was the the uh, the whole point of attention. See, that's how I ranked my Ghostfaces. By the way, was just like strictly Ghostface, not okay. even who was behind the mask. Yeah. I ranked strictly Ghostface, but I like hearing like the mix of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was hard for me to separate those completely. Yeah. Um, because yeah, so. Just Scream 6 is so high up there for me with Ghostface's yeah. scenes. The bus scene, like, is honestly, just Scream 6 is so visually pleasing throughout the movie that I feel like it's worth watching all these Scream movies just to get there and see the newest modern take on Ghostface. And, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, there are some shots that go so hard in that movie. The absolutely. one where they're in the bodega and he's holding the, he's one-handing oh. the shotgun and it's the, it's the shot, like, up the barrel. Mm -hmm. and, oh, man, dude, that shot is so sweet. Because that mask is just so... It's the scariest mask, too. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's got, like, kind of, it's what they did, uh, not to talk about Halloween again, but... Uh, they did it in Halloween 2018 where it was like a similar mask from the original, but it looked kind of damaged and worn. Yeah. Like it kind of, like it had been through a war uh -huh. almost. And that's how Ghostface's mask is in Scream 6. Yeah. It's got that look to it and uh, it's it's scarier. Yeah. And one of the coolest parts that, this is kind of off topic, um, but really quickly for people who maybe haven't seen Scream. Um, but one of the coolest things is that the whole like stab franchise that they established within the world of Scream, that there's the, all these movies called Stab. Like Ghostface's mask is the bad guy in Stab too. And so in their world, anyone can have a Ghostface mask because they might've liked the Stab movies or because they liked the original story of Ghostface itself, the one that actually happened yeah. in their world. And so like anyone could have this mask. And so you can't just assume if someone has a Ghostface mask in their house that they're Ghostface. And so it's just this, this amazing meta. Well, that's why it, it taking place at Halloween time, which I wish it was a yeah. Halloween release for Scream 6, oh. by the way, because we aren't getting dick this year for <laughs> Halloween movies, dude. But like, dude, the scene where, because they're on the subway, and the, you see a ghost face there, but there are, like, several ghost faces because people dress up as mm -hmm. the killer from the Stab yeah. franchise. So, because it's Halloween time, a ton of people are in costumes, and there are several people in ghost face costumes. And so, it kind of adds to that. Like, that scene is so good. So good. And I think that's what amplifies ghost face in that movie is the setting of the movie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, so, I'll let yeah, you know. Keep Back going. on topic. So, uh, Scream 6, then my next favorite Ghostface was Scream 4. Um, that was Emma Roberts. And, oh, yeah. And it was just, <laughs> she was such a psychopath. Um, and it was just executed so well. Uh, yeah, I love I love that. Uh, her as Ghostface. Then Scream 5 was my next favorite. Scream 2 was my second to least favorite. And then Scream 3 was my least favorite Ghostface. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it was comforting. I ranked them strictly as ghost faces without, like, knowing who they were behind the mask. Um, and so the way I had it, I had Scream 6 at the top. Yeah. That's because, dude, it's the coolest look. <laughs> I think the setting amplifies it. Mm -hmm. um, and the kills are awesome. Um, and on top, so th that's why Scream 4 is my next up, because the kills in Scream 4 are brutal. Oh, yeah. There's the one uh, where... It's literally their friend who's across the street or just the house next door where they can see uh, her in her window. And it's one of the bloodiest kills probably in the whole franchise. And you actually see her guts kind of spilled out, which is very violent for a Scream movie because they usually don't indulge too much in violence. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there was some meta reason they made it more violent, but I'm too dumb to think about it right now. <laughs> I'll just say that th that Ghostface was scary in that one. And if we want to talk about Emma Roberts, yes, I freaking love her. <laughs> I love her so much in that movie. She is so hilarious like because she's so crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and so then after that, I have Scream 2's Ghostface. And it's mostly just because I felt that one had some really good kills. And I, I, I'm yeah. kind of just going off of my own memory because it's been a while since I watched it. I've only seen it the one time like six months ago. But I remember there being some really iconic kills. Mm -hmm. Part of that is the first kill. But I remember another one like midway through the movie. And there are also the chase scenes. Mm -hmm. 
which I guess, you know, doesn't necessarily make a great ghost face, but it does make a great Scream movie. And I always remember those. And that's one thing is that Scream 5 had no chase scenes. And I think Scream 3 maybe had a brief one, but I know for sure Scream 2 had an iconic one yeah. uh, in the sorority house. It's not Jada Pinkett Smith's character, but it's another character. And she's like throwing stuff down the stairs and all that running oh, from Ghostface. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a relentless Ghostface in that one. And then uh, Scream 5 I have next. And it's just because there's some sweet kills. Mm-hmm. I like how Ghostface is shot in that movie too. Uh, and then Scream, the OG Scream, I have second to last, but not because of Billy and Stu, because yeah. they're like my favorite. If I'm ranking yeah. people behind the mask, they would be really high up, especially Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just low because you can tell when they're trying to kill people that they are goofballs that aren't actual trained killers or anything. Like mm-hmm. she opens the freezer door on the one and he like does a backflip from <laughs> getting hit by. So yeah. it's almost cartoonish how Ghostface moves in that movie. And so it's entertaining, but it's not as scary yeah. to me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Scream 3, dead last. Need I say? <laughs> but Scream 3, just by default, is dead last on all of my lists. Uh, um, it goes without saying. Yeah, just double checking mine. Uh, yep. And dead last, and dead last on, on every dead last single on. list. Okay, okay, so... Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, can we just talk about Emma Roberts right after the reveal where she tries and covers up that it wasn't her? The way she just goes absolutely... She hurts herself? Yes. (laughs) She starts banging her head on, like, glass uh, frames on the wall. And does she... She doesn't shoot herself anywhere, does she? She I think she stabs herself. I think she stabs herself. I know she runs into, like, a glass painting. She jumps and does, like, a body (laughs) slam into a glass, like, coffee table. And just messes herself up. One of the greatest um, scenes ever. Just really seeing how committed she was to getting away with this. And she has a line, too. It's it's not crazy as the new sane, but it's something like that. And she also had... This is my favorite line in the whole franchise, by the way. And because we're about to talk about motive, so uh, we'll transition right into that. But uh, because I actually didn't rank my motives, so we'll just talk about we'll talk about your rankings, and okay. then I'll kind of feel out my rankings as we do that. But uh, her motives are so funny because she's trying to like be famous because Sydney's very famous uh, off of being a survivor, off of surviving the events of the first screen movie, and then even the second. There are books written about it. There are movies made about it, and she's on this book tour right now for it. And uh, Emma Roberts is her cousin who wants to be in the spotlight. And so, first off, she kills her own mom. And she even (laughs) makes a comment where she goes, had to kill my mom for it, which no real loss there. (laughs) And kind of rolls her eyes on it. And then she has a line where she's like, I mean, what is a girl supposed to do? Go to school. Work. (laughs) And like rolls her eyes at that too. And it's like her whole thing is like, what, what, you expect me to go to work and go to school and all that to make money? Mm-hmm. When for my cousin, it was this easy. She just survived dying. Yeah. So she helps orchestrate like all of this and has to kill people in the process so that she can be the new survivor. And in her story, they were going to frame it like Sydney was one of the killers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she was, like she just snapped. And uh, Amber Roberts was going to be the new Sydney. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, so good. That, 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 that was great. And, and she's just so funny in the reveal. So I yeah. have her motives like super high up. Not because it's a good reason for killing people, mm-hmm. but because it's so funny yeah, to me. It's like pure entertainment because you see the psycho nature of her. You see like her, her lines are so funny, the way she portrays her lines. But then also it's one of the more modern Scream movies. And so it's like it's intense. It's scary. The It's really well filmed, I think. And then... In addition, you have that really entertaining aspect of the humor with it. Which, yeah, Emma Roberts, by the way, is just super funny. Mm-hmm. Like, she is so funny. She has a show, Scream Queens, that she's hilarious on. Uh, she is really funny in We're the Millers. And yeah. a few other movies. Like, anytime she's playing a more serious character in a movie, I'm kind of just checked out. But when she's allowed to go crazy or be <laughs> weird and funny, she's great, she's at, great it. at it. Yeah. So, yeah, iconic. Anyway, uh, yeah, just... Why don't you tell me your uh, motives, and then I'll talk, And because uh, I, I didn't rank mine. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so this might be controversial, but my favorite motive was the original Scream. They were really high up on my list for everything. Um, double checking, they were first for everything, actually. I loved the original Scream very much. Um, and I tried to be really critical about my lists, too, but I liked the motive. Um, 
that it felt like there was a reason. You know, you look at all these other slasher film franchises and the motives just go out the window. Everything about them just go out the window. But the first movie, like we were talking about earlier, usually like sets up well enough to establish a whole franchise that sucks. And so, yeah. <laughs> and I felt like they, that's kind of what happened here. At least in the first movie, they established a really good franchise with the motive. Um, it was surprising. It made sense because the whole movie you're being dropped these little hints on Sydney's life. And then Billy kind of capitalizes on it uh, with what happened to his parents and how Sydney plays into that. So yeah, he blames Sydney's mom for their, uh, for his parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then Stu's kind of just tagging along cause yeah. Stu's just, they're like freak. best friends and yeah. just an absolute freak. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it, but no, that, that one's, that one's great. That, that one's pretty high. That would be pretty high up for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that was my number one. And, uh, the next one on my list actually if you recall, my other lists was second to last on everything right above Scream 3, but my second favorite motive was actually Scream 2. Um, I thought it was a really good continuation of uh, Scream 1, where it like continued the story well without being Scream 3, in my opinion. It wasn't like just pulling out some random brother, but it was, it was Billy's mom, and she's kind of established throughout the movie um, I can't remember if you know it's his mom in the you, movie. You don't. Yeah, she's you don't. A, she's posing as a reporter. Yeah, and she's harassing Gail Weathers half the movie. Yes, and yeah, yeah, and so I thought it was a good twist where it kind of um, kept, it caught you off guard a little bit, but then it made sense too that like, well, the whole first movie is due to Billy's parents is what pisses Billy off so much and has this happen to Sydney, and then Billy's mom ends up being the ghost face in the next one. And so I kind of liked how it was almost the exact same motive, but like flipped, like now you killed my son. So I I just liked it. Um, Her partner, I didn't like his motive very much. His was like that he just wanted to uh, be famous, I think. Um, He was all into theater and things like that, or he wanted to be remembered. Yeah, he was some theater nerd. So I think it's similar to Rory Culkin and Scream 4, probably. Yeah. He was just trying to be part of something big in some way. I don't know. I I, I think that he was just a guy that she got lumped into this, and yeah, I I actually don't even remember entirely his, but I don't care. She's the one with the real motive. Yeah, I didn't like her as a ghost face, or like just knowing that she was ghost face. Like, that's why it's still low on all my other lists. Um, but the motive itself made a lot of sense to me compared to other ones. Um, so it was high up there and I thought it was a really good, like somewhat seamless transition from the first movie where it was really playing on essentially the same motive. Um, same original problem basically was just, uh, continued. So I like that. Um, my next favorite motive, again, I think when I was talking to Ryan about this, he did not agree, but my next favorite motive was Scream 6. Um... It's actually almost the same as Scream 2. It's the same as Scream 2. It's the exact same motive. Like, their son was killed, and so there's three ghost faces in this one, which is just freaking awesome to watch on screen. Um, And so... The one moment where they all clean their knives off. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have one for best kill, because normally first kill is pretty much the best kill. That is my favorite kill. Well... Well, but they well, are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it when yeah, we yeah. talk about overall, because I have complaints about some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my favorite, I guess, uh, attempted kill in the whole franchise is where, like, two of them, I think, do it at the same time. Yeah. I don't think it was all three, but it is just so, so sick. Like, if you're watching to, like, have your jaw dropped at dope scenes, like, that's the one. So good. Anyways, um, next favorite motive, Scream 4. Um, with Emma Roberts. And then I actually had Scream 5 really low um, because, yeah, it was like a really good uh, requel. And I think they uh, executed it really, really well. But the motive was just to kind of just to recreate Scream 1, to finish what they tried to do. Yeah, and they felt that the franchise had gone off the rails. So I, one, one thing yeah. I love is that it is super meta because so meta. they're like, oh yeah, the guy who did uh, the guy who did the last Star Wars movie, uh, like did did the new Stab movie, and like yeah, well he made a movie about this and this, but that's not what the Stab franchise is. And yeah. what's funny is like there were fandom wars within Star Wars, and there still are about the Last Jedi, um, and so. It, it was kind of implying that the last Stab movie was like the last Jedi of the franchise. And so these are two crazy fans that are like rebooting the franchise and, yeah. and like making what the last Jedi should have been or what Stab, maybe it was Stab 8, whatever, should have been. And uh, no, I thought that was really funny. And 
I think that in some ways, like, I could see people being like, do they really think fans are this crazy? No, it's kind of just making fun of, yeah. like, it's, it's making fun of stuff. So it's, of course, completely exaggerated. Yeah. In some ways, I think it is almost making fun of how people portray toxic fandom, uh-huh. where it's like, yeah, you guys really think that somebody would kill over yeah. this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I don't yeah, know. And that's, yeah, that's why I say I think it was executed so good. Because I loved the movie. It was actually my third favorite on my list of overall movies. We'll get there. Um, but the motive itself to me was like... it. The motive alone in isolation, when I'm trying to rank them, it's, I was like... It's, it's, it sounds so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so, it's stupid, so dumb. Yeah. So that's why it's really low on my list. But, hey, <laughs> I ranked it above Scream 3. I did not like Scream 3's motive like at all. I just felt like it was a reach. It, just, it didn't feel like the other movies, even though I had only seen the first two before it. So... Yeah, bottom of the list as usual for me. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have mine ranked, um, but uh, how about we, we just transition this into our overall yeah. rankings, and we'll kind of share any last thoughts on each movie and justify these. So I'll just go with my overall. So I have the OG Scream as my number one. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. We talked about the first kills, great. Uh, Billy and Stu are awesome as Ghostface. I mean, the, the big reveal is great at the end. It's got good twists, and uh, it's you know, got well-timed humor. It's got good commentary on just the slasher genre and, and all that. And because it, it kind of pokes fun at certain tropes. Like in, in a slasher movie, if you have sex, you die. Mm-hmm. And they make jokes about that. And in this movie, she actually loses her virginity and she ends up being the final girl. Uh-huh. And so it totally, you know, turns that around. And they do that throughout this franchise. But Scream 1 was really what established itself, uh, you know, as like the movie. So I have that as number one. Scream 5 I have as the next up, which, uh, yeah, it's kind of a retread of the first one, but I love the new cast of characters that it brings in. Jenna Ortega, even though it's like, yeah, it would have been great if she died in the opening scene because, uh, you know, first kill. Yeah, but um, you don't want to lose Jenna Ortega. She's just so good. I guess, yeah, yeah, she, she's she's good. Yeah. And, and then Melissa Barrera was probably the weak point of Scream 5 that ended up being the strong point of Scream 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love Mason Gooding and Jasmine Savoy Brown. The uh, I don't remember if they're paternal twins or if they're just brother-sister that are close in age. But, yeah. uh, no, so I love those two characters, especially Jasmine Savoy Brown is probably my top three favorite uh, scream characters. Uh, I think Mindy is her name in the movies. Yeah, she's my favorite. She's so freaking funny. Yeah. And uh, she kind of takes the place of her uncle Randy, who was in the first two movies, because mm-hmm. Randy's the one that sets the rules of the slasher movie. And uh, Mindy ends up taking that role in this, which one thing that throws me off, and I said this when I recorded for the Scream franchise months ago, as I said, it is kind of weird because you have Randy, who is like an odd dude, and then the then his sister who is the mom of of them is not the most attractive woman to be honest and then you have mason gooding and jasmine savoy brown who are both gorgeous sexy people yeah, yeah. gorgeous human and, and i'm always like okay i need to see the father <laughs> i need to see the father but yeah so uh but no i love the new cast of characters it brings in i love the kills i think it has the best like suspense honestly outside the first movie like, it sets up for so many jump mm-hmm. scares. There are a lot of fake-out jump scares. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really love Scream 5. I love the reveal at the end, too. Jack Quaid and Mikey Madison. Yeah. Mikey Madison goes bonkers, like, and is so good at playing that crazy character, which yeah. we were talking about right before we recorded this, that she's one of the... Is it the Manson family in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, yeah. Yeah, or I don't know if it's a family, but she's... She she's with that group that yeah. she I she gets burned alive at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it's yeah. kind of funny and so she's great and has a few iconic lines too. She um, does a really good portrayal of like a, a new female version of Stu, like because yes, that's kind of what they're ex- doing exactly. And so she was great casting. Um, but then Scream Four, I have next up. Yeah, I love that it modernizes the franchise. I love that it's more violent. I love Emma Roberts. And then also, gosh, I don't want to look it up, but it's uh, Kirby. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Hayden uh, Panettiere, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, Kirby. Kirby is actually, she's probably my favorite character in the franchise. Mm. And then, you know, the only thing is I thought she was dead, perhaps because she freaking died. But <laughs> then she was in Scream 6. And that, that's, uh, that's why, you know, hey, we'll talk, I'll talk about Scream 6 in a second. So yeah. I have Scream 2 next. Uh, I think Scream 2 was able to continue the franchise and still make it interesting. And, uh, and it took you to a new setting. 
but it was still able to capture some of what made the first one good while introducing new elements, so I like Scream 2. Scream 6 I have pretty low, and part of the reason Scream 6 is low is because one, Sydney Prescott's not in the movie, and, they, mm -hmm. and she's kind of an afterthought, and I had this critique about Creed 3, which, yeah, Creed is a spinoff of the Rocky franchise. The first two Creed movies, Rocky is a huge character, and then in Creed 3, Rocky's not in it, and they only mention him by name just to explain why he's not in the movie, mm -hmm. and it feels wrong, and it's because of a dispute between uh, Sylvester Stallone and the studio yeah. is the reason he's not in Creed 3, and it was the same with Sydney's character in that there was the dispute with Neve Campbell and the studio. They weren't paying her enough, and so she would not appear in the movie because uh, they, they weren't paying her enough, and so she wasn't in the movie, and so that bothered me. It felt awkward that she wasn't in it. Mm. And then there were there was a complaint about Scream 5 from a lot of people in that there were no character deaths. And I thought, you know, that's fair, but Scream 1 didn't have a ton of... A lot of characters survived Scream 1. Yeah. Um, Gail Weather survived, Sydney survived, yeah. and Randy survived. And it's because they kind of wanted to introduce this new guard of characters, and they did the same in Scream 5, mm -hmm. where a lot of them survived. Even though Mason Gooding's character definitely should have died... Uh, he survived Scream 5, and I was like, okay. And then in Scream 6... It gets really out of hand. Everybody <laughs> should have died. Like, you could make the case that only two people should have survived Scream 6, but instead, everybody survives. And so that was the thing. I said, okay, everyone that hated on people surviving Scream 5, why are you then praising Scream yeah. 6? Because that problem... It was like they were making fun of you for thinking that. And so maybe that's just an expectations not meeting reality thing, and it's not an actual, like... Solid critique of the movie, but that's why it's lower for me. It could be a and, solid critique because not only did they survive, you see them get absolutely butchered, like torn <laughs> open. Mason couldn't get stabbed like a hundred times. And that's what we were talking about earlier, as in my favorite kill. And then we were like, oh, well, he doesn't doesn't get killed. But that's my favorite like stabbing of the entire franchise. Yeah, and he just gets destroyed, and it's so sick. And then at the end of the movie, of course, he's just coming out of the ambulance or getting rolled into the ambulance, gives a thumbs up and it's, or something it's, it like that. It was funny. I remember my theater laughing, but also I was like, yeah, but he should be dead. Yeah, and so yeah. that was how I felt about a few characters is that mm -hmm. they needed to kill at least one. And look, I did make a thinly veiled threat on Twitter when the trailer dropped I said if Jasmine Savoy Brown's character dies uh, so do I so uh, you, you have like this many months to, to reshoot the movie yeah. unless you want to find my lifeless corpse holding a shotgun on your studio's front lawn I think was the exact tweet and uh, remember then she, did, then she didn't die and I was like oh well hold on now uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I take back what I said someone needed to die here and if it had to be her then so be it. Instead, it was her girlfriend who was pretty much just interested. She was, I think, at the end of Scream 5, but yeah. not a character in Scream 5. They bring her in in this movie just to die. Yeah. And uh, it's a good death, but it's like, yeah, that would have been a better death if it was a character that I cared a little bit more about. So. Yeah, I feel like there's a fine line that they have to try and walk between between like keeping this amazing cast together, like this friend group that I think everyone just loves. The friend group is awesome. These characters we don't want dead. Core but, four. <laughs> core four, yeah. But you have to. Like at some point you have to kill them because that's why we keep coming back. Like we get attached and someone gets killed, you know? And that was probably... Uh, with the first three movies, a complaint I had is that, um, well, so they killed Randy off in mm -hmm. Scream 2, but they kept Dewey, Gale, Dewey's the other one that survives yeah. in the first movie. So they keep Dewey, Gale, and Sydney alive. And in Scream 2, I think that's the one where they kill Dewey, but he ends up not dying. Yeah. And it's either him or Gale, but I'm pretty sure it's Dewey that should die. He, and that's why he walks all goofy after that. Yeah, I felt like that um, happened almost every movie. I was thinking Dewey got wrecked and then he comes back. Yeah, and so I, I think they finally killed him off in Scream 5, but that was... Uh, they I, they could have killed off one of those three, and mm -hmm. I think that's why by Scream 3... Also, when I was watching 2, 3, and 4, this is something to keep in mind, I had seen Scream 5. Oh. So I knew that all these characters survived, mm -hmm. um, and but I still was able to enjoy the first one, despite that because yeah. I literally watched the fifth one first yeah and it was because it seemed like it was a reboot they had just advertised it as Scream they didn't have Scream 5 attached mm -hmm. so I went to see it and then sure enough it was not a reboot it was a requel yeah. which they talked about in Scream 6 but anyway that's why Scream 6 is second to last for me 
Um, I, I have a few other reasons, but if you want to hear them, you could listen to my episode that came out months ago on it. Um, and then I have Scream 3 dead last because, yeah, <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually bad. It's not actually it's bad. It's not but bad. But it's just it, all of them are so good, and then that one's like, eh. Yeah, and maybe if you've only watched the first and second, it's like it's still like, okay, yeah, I, I like the Scream movies. But then you watch the fourth, and you're like, oh, man, Scream 3, I don't think I ever want to watch again. And then you watch 5 and 6, and you're like... Pretty sure you're gonna watch it when you watch all of them during Halloween or something. But yeah. if you just watch a screen movie, it's not gonna. Be I remember there being a lot. Uh, there were a lot of things I liked about it, and I think I I liked the cast of it. They had a solid cast. Oh yeah, because even Carrie Fisher's randomly in it. Yeah, and so I like that. I think Patrick Warburton's in it too. So I like a lot of Screen Three, but just as a whole, I think the story and the twist and the reveal was just kind of lame. Yeah, it was kind of lame. Didn't yeah. care for that. I agree. Um, so Screen Three is like. Screen 3 is a mediocre movie, maybe just an okay movie is how I would phrase it, whereas all these are good to great. Yeah, yeah, Scream 3 is my dead last as well. My second to last favorite movie was Scream 2, um, even though I love the motive. Most of it, I just, it, it was okay. But after watching all six, the other movies are just so much more entertaining for me. It wasn't so much like, oh, there's plot holes or there's not plot holes. It, it, for me, it was like, did I just love what I experienced? And sometimes with slashers, that's how you have to approach it 100% yeah. because almost all of them are pretty terrible movies. And so you just have to kind of like put yourself in a slasher mood of like, let me just try and get entertained. Yeah, and this is one of the rare franchises where I would say that agreed. like they aren't just good slashers. Yeah. I think they're good movies. Agreed. But yeah, sorry. Totally yeah. agreed. Because I know I know that I know that's how you felt, but I just didn't want to want to phrase it in a way where it's like, oh, they're fun slashers. Yeah, you know, no, I'm, gl I'm glad you did because I want that to be clear. I thought these were good movies and I love them. Um, but yeah, so Scream Two was me to me. Um, my next favorite, so I'm going from last to first right now. Um, okay. Yeah, so fine. then Scream 4 um, was, to me, better than Scream 3. I loved it. Like you said, Emma Roberts, she's a psycho. It felt modern. It was the, the meta commentary on all of it was still great. Um, and then Scream 5, so like these are kind of your list reversed in this little middle portion of my list. Scream 5 um, was my third favorite. Um, I loved the requel about it. Uh, the characters were awesome. The casting was just amazing. It was weird that they didn't all die when you kind of saw them die. Um, yeah. And then my next favorite was Scream 6, where that just kind of doubles down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't really love that. I wanted, even though I love the character, that's what makes you love a character even more sometimes, is when they die and then you just like miss them. The fear of loss can really exactly. make you like, and that's why I didn't feel a ton of, uh, I didn't feel a ton of suspense in Scream mm -hmm. 6, even though it's like the most tense movie yeah. and it has all those scenes because it was by the midway point I said, they aren't going to kill anybody. Yeah. And and then finally in the third act when somebody died, I went, oh, okay. And it was a sick death until yeah. it wasn't. And then, yeah. <laughs> so, well, then also you think you think that both of the siblings die. Uh -huh. You think that uh, it's Chad. His name's Chad. That's yeah. the thing. Because yeah. they make the joke because Chad's like the internet meme. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like the ultimate dude, like alpha, you know? Uh, and they even have a comment on that where uh, it's the kid who's in uh, Avatar 2 uh, who's like, he turns out to be one of the brothers. Yeah. Of uh, of Jack Quaid's from Scream Five, but he's like his name's literally Chad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they both should have died, or at least one of them should have died. Instead, they both are alive at the end. So sorry, it didn't no, no, I, I appreciate it, and it's yeah, it's true. It's you do see both of them die, and it's so weird that not only is one okay, then like thirty seconds later you find out the other one is okay too, and it's just yeah, it's weird. I don't love that part about it, but the movie itself, like if I'm in a really Halloween mood and I don't want to feel like just nostalgic, even though Scream 1 to me is, it's my favorite movie that was next up. Um, absolute favorite of the franchise. If I'm like really in a Halloween mood, yeah, and I, I'm not just putting something on to like start the franchise or feel nostalgic, Scream 6 was just so dope to me. Start to finish, I loved it. The whole uh, like theater layer of like all the scream memorabilia and all the different uh, ghost faces lined up in those boxes and just all, all that aspect of it to me was so fun. The subway, the New York setting, um, ghost face holding a shotgun with one arm, like all that stuff was just so epic to me. I loved it. 
Um, so I just I also so one fun. of the funniest deaths ever is when he walks into the bodega and there's the big bald dude. He's like, "You got a problem, guy?" <laughs> and then he just stabs the crap out of him. Dude, yeah, I always love when there's a random tough guy that just gets uh-huh. wrecked yeah. in a movie. It's the best. It, it just felt so unhinged, and I <laughs> loved it. Um, and then, like I said, my favorite was uh, the original Scream. Um, I mentioned it earlier. You put, you've never seen any of them at all. You put on the original Scream and you get a sense that it is iconic. You feel something growing. Like this is a franchise that is going to come out of this movie. And it's because I feel like there had, I've never seen anything that's done what it did from the very beginning. They're making fun of, not making fun of themselves per se, maybe a little, but it's just so self-aware and the, this genre needs that more than anything. But now no one can really steal it. <laughs> no, so it, no, it can't. It screams. They're so self-aware, and they're always talking about what's happening in the movie and how it's happened in other movies and how, like, uh, from the very first movie, like, okay, you can't have sex. You can't... Uh, what else does he say? I think, like, like never answer the phone, yeah. maybe, is one of them. Uh-huh, um, and probably never be in a room alone. Yes. And, and and then they play on those rules in that movie and in every movie to come there are scenes where they sit down and they say these are the rules. Every single movie that I can remember I they think. They always establish the ground rules and yeah. and yeah. In every single one. Cuz even Scream 3 where Randy's dead, they bring up the old tape of Randy saying made, if yeah. you know, he's like if you're watching this it means I'm dead. But and then he gives a new set of rules. Yeah. And he's saying in the third movie, they might bring in some outside character that relates to the core characters like past. And so that's still great. And yeah. uh, then Scream 4, I think it's one of the film nerds who does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, his is super funny too. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. And so Scream 1 being my favorite movie and establishing that, I think, uh, is what makes the franchise so great is that like they leaned into that for every movie from then on out is just so focused on like, okay, there's a turning point in every movie where they sit down and they talk about it and it just feels like Scream every time it happens. And uh, yeah, it's so iconic. I'm so glad it was introduced to me. Shout out again, Ryan Carr. Um, I'm going to be starting my rewatch of the whole franchise this weekend. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to rewatch them once I'm done. I'm, I'm watching pretty much every slasher franchise, which means like, Wolf. dude, you guys have no idea what I'm putting myself through for you. Like seriously, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm going through the ringer uh, to provide some high quality entertainment because I thought, you know, I like talking about good movies. I, well, if it's a movie I love, like Oppenheimer, for example, I talk oh. about Oppenheimer for like an hour. Yeah. And uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. I talked about that for like an hour. John Wick Chapter 4, I talked about that for like an hour. And then on the flip side, Black Adam, I talked about for like an hour. (laughs) So it's like, if it's a movie I love, then I love to talk about, which Halloween, I love the first Halloween movie. And then the other ones are so bad. Yeah. Um, Some bad in a fun way and some just bad in a bad way. But those are fun to talk about. And so I like talking about great movies that I love. And I also love talking about bad movies yeah i mean it's easy content occasionally there's ones there are ones that are so bad that they're just uninteresting like Mm -hmm. uh liam neeson action movie it's like there's not (laughs) much to talk about here Uh, Mm -hmm. i just talked about his newest one and there wasn't much to talk about i was like dude this sucks correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like if you're talking about one you're talking about pretty much all of them Uh, all of them from the last decade yeah Yeah, which i don't know how this guy went from you know doing iconic roles like schindler's list uh, qui-gon jim phantom menace (laughs) (laughs) very similar movies i don't know how he went from that to this but uh no so that's uh but i i uh i i do love watching slashers in general even the bad ones are entertaining because sometimes it, the thought crosses your mind of who thought this was a good idea but i'm glad we started with this franchise because yeah it's a great franchise i i think that they are all a ton of fun even screen three which we're the lowest on is still a fun watch oh yeah it's still a fun slasher movie and i would take it over 90 percent of slashers in the other genres mm-hmm. like I, if i were to rank screen three in the texas chainsaw or the friday the 13th or halloween franchise it would be in like the top three of all of those oh yeah and so that's that kind of just shows how high quality this franchise is and i think a big reason is because wes craven did all of the first four but then they brought in two solid directors and it's a good studio that did these last two and now they brought in another director for the next um, two movies. That, for the next Sorry. two movies that they're no, you're good. <laughs> for the next two movies that they're doing, and so I'm excited to see those as well. But Bef- before yeah, yeah. before we finish, I'm going to try and be quick. But you know what? I'm going to talk. I'm going to say something good about Scream Three, just so everyone can actually have some excitement getting there. 
Scream 3 was the bottom of, on all my lists, but there's something really, there's a cool aspect about Scream 3 is that it all takes place basically on a movie set. And so it has this whole meta, like Scream talking about itself and movies and stuff like that throughout it, because they're literally on a movie set. And there's this really cool scene to me where they've, so it's a movie set for the Stab franchise, if I'm remembering yeah, and that's, correctly. And so they're on the set of Stab with this stuff going Tons on. Tons of and, ghost face And costumes. the Stab director, I think, is the guy who ends up being the killer. So yeah. that part of it's great. Really awesome. And Just the, to spoil it for you guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the we stab haven't gotten into enough detail because we don't like it enough, yeah. but now we are. Yeah, here now, you go. Now you know. <laughs> now there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> now, now you don't even have to watch it. We just did for it. Yeah, no, but what's so great is that uh, like we said, Stab is based on Sidney Prescott's story in the original Scream. And so what they do in this, uh, in Scream 3, is they have the set from Scream 1, the original Scream, rebuilt. Yes. And there's a, there's a scene where Ghostface is chasing Sidney in the original set. like In the old house, basically. Yeah, in it's, her it's original a, house that's been house. rebuilt in Hollywood. And so it, there's some really cool aspects, even in the subjectively worst film of the franchise yeah uh, Wes Craven is a good director and because of that like he makes all of the movies interesting and yeah. even that one has a decent enough premise it just it's just not great overall yeah. but yeah no it's it's got some good scenes for yeah sure. I just remembered and, that and wanted to say something good about Scream yeah no that, I, I forgot about that scene that is a good scene yeah that's a good scene but uh, anyway no that's a, that's gonna be a wrap I'm, I'm glad you know thank you Jed for uh, joining me for this I feel like it would have been really boring to just hear me talk about my rankings and just go through this because I've talked about Scream before so I appreciate you coming on you're actually the first guest in the history really? of the Vibancy podcast so well that makes me feel pretty good because uh, this is a really great podcast. I love your content. And, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. And then uh, I don't know if you have anything you're wanting to plug at all. You know, where can people find you outside of your own house? Uh, uh, not at the moment, but if you have me on again, I'll have something prepared. Okay. Okay. <laughs> love it. Freaking love it. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for today. I hope that was you know, fun for you guys. I had a ton of fun talking, oh, uh, talking about this. So uh, next time you guys hear from me, You'll actually be hearing about the movie Dumb Money uh, that came out. That's the one about the uh, stock market and GameStop, all of that. Sounds boring, but it's a super fun movie. Uh, I talked about it a few weeks ago because I got an early fan screening to it, but you guys will be able to hear that first thing next week. So be sure to tune in for that. And also give me a follow on Instagram. If you are not already, you can find this podcast under the username at vitamin C pod. Uh, so give me a follow there for updates both on this podcast and on movies in general. But again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Jed, thanks for being here. That's going to be a wrap. You'll hear from me next week.